Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. Party Kinkle, the only person you're going to scare is yourself. Charlie. What are you oh, doing? Keep the noise down. What are you doing here? Maze, just in time. There's a whole load of police here. Take the word you're gonna hurt yourself. Or someone else. <laughs> How many children are you friends with? I'm Helen Daly. And I'm Callum Cromlish. This week we've got a bumper packed show which you absolutely don't want to miss. Neela Debnath is here once more to run through the June highlights and there's some very big shows on there. So very briefly, Neela, what have we got to look forward to? Well, it's going to be a great month. We've got Black Mirror, season two of Dark and the return of Jessica Jones. And if that's not enough, Callum also has a special Stranger Things interview for you. Yes, indeed. I spoke to Adam Christopher, who has just released his new novel based on the series and I got all the juice. So without further ado, let's go on with the show. So we have got a lot to get through, so let's get cracking. Neela, talk to me about Black Mirror, please. So this is the big one for June, Black Mirror Season 5. So Charlie Brooker is going to be dropping three more stories for fans of the dystopian drama to enjoy. Repeatedly. Uh, This is going to be the shortest series of Black Mirror on Netflix. Um, As you may remember, when it was on Channel 4, there was only three episodes, and that's the same this time round. There's no reason why it's shorter, it just is this time. Um, So in terms of the three stories, we've got Smithereens, Striking Vipers, Rachel Jack and Ashley 2. I'm not going to say too much because obviously you guys are talking about it in the Black Mirror podcast. Um, But you can kind of expect more of the same creepy, disturbing, just tales of technology and how it probably will kill us in our sleep. (laughs) That kind of thing. Cheery Charlie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, more of the same. Um, But you've got some amazing cast members this time. You've got... Andrew Scott or Fleabag's Sexy Priest, or for those who oh, might yeah. not know, yeah. yeah, Sherlock's Moriarty. Depends who you're talking to, really. Yeah. It's Moriarty for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, agreed. And you've also got Miley Cyrus, um, who's going to be making her return to the small screen. I feel like Hannah Montana and maybe something else, Callum, you oh, mentioned. Yeah. I was going to say, what was she in before? Black Mirror. Um, no, she's, I don't remember. She That's met, not Hannah Montana. <laughs> she met her husband, Liam Hemsworth. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, on the set of The Long Song. That was a film. I oh. think that was around oh. the kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, noughties kind of thing. Um, also, you've got Anthony Mackie as well from Marvel. So that's all there to look forward to. And that'll be coming out on June the 5th. So Callum's literally is just pricked up at Anthony Mackie. Marvel. There. Marvel, Marvel what? somewhere. <laughs> yeah, really excited for that one. Um, it's sort of a more of a you know he's been around forever, Anthony Mackie. He's been act, he's been doing all sorts of roles for years and years and years. Um, so seeing him go into what looks like because there are, there are three trailers right as a trailer for each story. So seeing him go into an, uh, another role which is quite you know quite quiet. It's quite a, sub, a subverted role. 
um, rather than the Falcon that he has been in Marvel uh, movies for a little while now. Looks good. I'm interested. And it looks a bit strange as well. Like, well, they all do. It's Black Mirror. But These look like expensive Black Mirror episodes. Oh, yeah. Do you, you think more so? I, th- I honestly think so. They look like proper like feature films mm. as opposed to TV shows. Yeah. I'm, and, I'm very excited for it. Yeah. And just on your point, Neela, of it being the shortest season as well, that... I think that means they're going to be longer episodes, right? Like they've got to be 90 minutes long each. I don't surely. know. I don't know. I, I wonder if it's got something to do with, maybe it could be to do with budget, how much they spent on Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Oh, yeah, yeah this definitely. Is true. Definitely. Yeah, because there was that thing about uh, Bandersnatch was supposed to be in this season, wasn't it? It was, they yeah. were going to try and make it all come out at the same time, but then they couldn't work yeah. it out. So yeah, yeah so, maybe. I mean, I don't mind. I'd rather have like, you know, one at, New Year, then mm-hmm. three really good ones now, yeah, and then maybe another one later on in the yeah. year. It really doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I saw something about perhaps a second interactive episode as well. So, I cool. guess TBC, really. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, and I'm wait. just sitting here very quietly, having seen one of them yeah. already. <laughs> <laughs> Don't spoil. It's or brilliant. Do. I can't tell. <laughs> Um, what else have we got coming up, Neela? Um, so it's very sci-fi, kind of fantasy heavy this month. So you've got German thriller Dark season two coming back. So um, the first season came out uh, in 2017 and got a really quick renewal. And it's kind of about time traveling, kind of, uh, it's got a bit of a Stranger Things vibe. And so you go through kind of various time zones every, I think about every 33 years specifically. Um and it's yeah it's quite mysterious it's about the kind of the apocalypse that kind of thing so that'll be coming out on june the 21st and it's um it's quite like a culture really it's got like a good cult following yeah i think it has i think it is it's kind of look the fact that it's very stylized in the way kind of the aesthetic of it so yeah and callum i know you're going to be very excited about what neela has coming next here we go. So Jessica Jones season three Ooh. is going to be dropping on the platform. We don't know when yet. Um, Netflix has yet to give us a date. But um, the sad thing is it's the last one. Netflix confirmed last year that it was kind of cancelling all of its Marvel content. So Iron Fist, Daredevil, Luke Cage and The Punisher all got cancelled. And so Jessica Jones is the last one of them. Um, and season three is going to follow Jessica and her friend Trish and they'll be taking on a new psychopath as they team up again and try and repair their fragile friendship at the same time. So I don't know what you guys think about the fact that all the Marvel stuff is going. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gutted, first and foremost, because I've really enjoyed it. And that's some of the best like comic book TV we've had mm. and kind of the only real dive into that sort of stuff but I think this will be interesting for Jessica Jones uh, because they sort of know it's their last season if you know what I mean with Daredevil it was a bit of a cliffhanger at the end. Daredevil season three that is there's a bit of a cliffhanger mm. it sort of looked like it was going to go into something else into a fourth season same with Luke Cage there was a brilliant cliffhanger at the end of season two um, and that would have made an amazing season three but Again, we're not getting it. Punisher as well. It left a couple of things open that could be revisited. But Jessica Jones, by the sounds of it, it looks like they knew it was going to be finished. And therefore, you know, hopefully we'll get like a definitive finish in this season, which will be interesting because they haven't had that yet. Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing reports, obviously, about Disney Plus, which owns Marvel. And there are kind of reports that it'll be moving over to Hulu, which will be dealing with all of the kind of R-rated content from Disney. So it might not actually mean the end for any of these shows, really. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, it would be cool if they kept, you know, picked it up again. But uh, as of now, as far as we know, anyway, it's, yeah. it's the end again. Yeah. I'm just sitting here completely silent, not mm-hmm. having seen any of them. <laughs> <laughs> but great. Happy for you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> So yeah, and so there's other science fiction. So there's Brazilian dystopian drama, 3%. It's kind of like the Hunger Games where you've got these teens kind of being put through this kind of grueling process 
where they get to live in this paradise if they can pass this process and and then they won't have to live a life of poverty or, or overcrowding anymore. Um, so it's kind of moved on from that process to something kind of new as it's developed. And we can see the central characters facing some new challenges this time. That one's going to be out on the 7th of June. That seems a bit harrowing. Does anyone die in it? <laughs> I'm not going to give anything away, but it's it's tough. There's one character who's disabled, but he's like, I'm not going to let that stop me. And he's in a wheelchair, but he's going to oh, he cool. goes with everyone else and just really puts himself to the test. Cool. I mean, you do what you can for paradise, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's also this comic book show called Happy. This is season two. So we've got the hitman turned family man um, facing new villains this time around Easter. Um, and as fans will remember, season one was set around Christmas with an evil Santa-esque figure kidnapping a child. So that one's going to be out on the 5th of June. It's all in the next yes. couple of weeks, isn't it? It's all kicking yeah, off. It really, it really is. It really is. Um, I guess the other one, which is not sci-fi and fantasy, is Kiefer Sutherland is going to be repri- reprising his role as Thomas Kirkman in Designated Survivor Season 3. So I don't know if you guys know, but it was also saved by Netflix after it got cancelled by ABC last year. They have a habit yeah. of saving shows. They like <laughs> yeah. picking things up as soon yeah. as they get cancelled. Yeah, so I think it came not long after Lucifer got saved as well. Mm. So Season 3 is going to be seeing kind of Kirkman managing his kind of election campaign as he faces new threats of terror and international incidents. Um, and if you haven't watched season two, that's completely fine. Netflix and Kiefer have put together a recap video of the first two seasons. So, oh, they did that for Lucifer. Lucifer. I know yeah. it's really helpful. Yeah. It's really good. Um, do we think that the tone's going to be different? And- I don't know. I think I think they've got that established fan base, and I think they're just going to try and keep it the same. I don't know. Did you guys see anything different in Lucifer? Um, no, it was very much the same. In fact, it was yeah. a bit, you could tell it was a bigger budget. There were more effects, um, mm. but obviously it was a shorter, shorter season. Scripts were fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't see a change. To be I think honest. they try and keep it. I think they pick it up so that the fans sure. can move with it, you know, yeah. so they try and keep it the same to make sure everyone's happy. There was more nudity. There was more nudity. <laughs> yes. I don't think many people complain. No. About it, <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. So maybe we can expect a shorter season, but obviously... More high budget, more Keith or Sutherland. More Keith, it's not a bad thing. (laughs) Um, So I'm a real fan of real life drama. So what can I find on Netflix in June? So documentary wise, there's The Black Godfather, which is a compelling series about the legacy of Clarence Avant, who's been described as one of the most influential figures in politics, music and entertainment. So that's coming out on the 7th of June and it has talking heads like Puff Daddy and other people. Oh, cool. Cool, Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also Rolling Thunder Review, a Bob Dylan story by Martin Scorsese. Um, so where the Oscar winning director is looking at the 1975 Rolling Thunder Review tour. And it's been described as a mixture of fantasy and fact. I think a lot of people who are either fans of Scorsese or of Bob Dylan will be interested in this one. So that's coming out on the 12th of June. Yeah, I heard about this last month, actually. I didn't realise it was coming out this month or June. Mm. That's amazing. I'm very excited for that. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like a really intriguing mix. Yeah. Ma- Martin Scorsese doing Documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm into that. Yeah. So, yeah. So what, what are we looking forward to? Black uh, Mirror. Yes. <laughs> Black Mirror has really got me. What was the announcement last week that it was coming It gets us next every week. time. <laughs> it just, uh, it really gets me. There's nothing like it. And it's always great. Or mostly really great. And yeah, you never know what to expect with it as well. Or, you know, you've seen the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait for that. I think I'm looking forward to Dark. I've been waiting nearly 18 months to watch it. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think, yeah, I caught up with it and I thought it was really good. And I just want to see where the story goes this time. I was going to say, actually, um, you know, hearing you talk about it today, it's mm. reminded me that I did put it on my list. So mm. I need oh, really? to go back through my list and watch it. Yeah, no, I'd definitely say give it a go. I, I know people have kind of differed on whether to dub it or to watch it with subtitles. Mm. What did you go with? I went with dubbing, actually, yeah. mainly because I couldn't figure out how to switch it off. Sure. <laughs> oh, no, I can't deal with dubbing. Like the Netflix, on the rain, it really it We said well. this last week, though, didn't we? The dubbing in Netflix is like pretty okay. Like, I think so. It's not the worst. It's all right I've when you worse. know it's coming, but sure. when it like is completely out of the blue and you're like, is there a lip sync? Yeah. <laughs> like, do I need to retune my TV? What's going on? And then you're like, oh, no, okay. <laughs> So cool. what are you looking forward to? Black Mirror, always. Yeah. It's like my favourite show, not only on Netflix, but in life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, obviously we are big fans of it on the podcast and we will be doing a special next week mm-hmm. um, with all the juice. But yeah, it's it's the one that everyone's going to be talking about in the office really, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Okay, so we may be talking about June here, but I'm getting really excited for July because that is the return of Stranger Things. Um, but I have, you know, we've got a month to wait, but I have the perfect way for you to get hyped. Do you like reading? Yes. Great. There's a new, (laughs) (laughs) there's a new book, an official book, uh, by a man named Adam Christopher, who, um, has written a new book called Stranger Things, Darkness on the Edge of Town. And it follows Jim Hopper, who, you know, main guy Hopper, um, back in the seventies when he was a New York cop, like, like a homicide detective, um, and yeah, so I got to speak to him last week and uh, I got to speak to Adam Christopher last week, not Jim Hopper, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, it looks like a deep dive into Hopper's universe and what makes him tick. And this is obviously before his, spoilers, this is obviously before his daughter dies, which happens in, you know, a flashback in season one. Um, and yeah, he, he it looks like it's going to be really elaborate and somehow connect into season three, which I'm really excited about. So yeah, fans of um, Netflix will recall that we spoke to Gwenda Bond about um, her Stranger Things novel a couple months back. So it's really interesting to see that they're tying in, um, you know, Stranger Things to like novel series and mm-hmm. they're, they're like um, young adult fiction as well, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're, they're really good actually because they do, for fans of Stranger Things, they give you such an insightful background into like your favourite characters. Yeah, so this story's really interesting actually because it starts off with Eleven. So it's, it's, you know, Christmas 1984, I think, uh, they've snowed in in the forest, uh, Eleven and Hopper, and Eleven goes through this box of stuff and it's all of, you know, clippings from Hopper's days as a detective in New York. And, you know, Eleven says, you know, what is this? I didn't know you were a detective, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so then it's told through him telling Eleven his story of, you know, solving this crazy murder case from the 70s when he lived in New York with his wife and his daughter. And that's sort of the basis of the book. And that's what sort of jettisons, you know, into this really cool story. Um, I haven't got like too far into it yet but i feel like it's stranger things right there's got to be some sort of supernatural vibe yeah coming through eventually um and i so i prodded adam on that and he, he really couldn't say much to me without <laughs> spoiling it but he said you know it's stranger things so you you will get what you are expecting when when you say stranger things people think of certain things mm. like stranger things means something it has to have certain odd weird horrific fantastical science fiction type elements so to write a kind of gritty cop thriller in the late late 70s just because it has Jim Hopper as a main character is like does that really make it Stranger Things and without kind of spoiling anything I would have to say that it is definitely a Stranger Things story okay (laughs) 
great. <laughs> that's all I can say. Great. I've, hey, that's, that's perfect. That's what I want. That's, but that's, that's exactly because really cool. I'm, you know, I'm a fan of the show, and it's like course, yeah. I need to write this book, this story to entertain myself. Mm-hmm. You know, because if I picked up a Stranger Things book, I'm expecting certain things. So to try and get that into, the, into a story, which really you think, how can it work? Because you know, Hopper has never experienced anything supernatural or paranormal or whatever until he sees the events in season one. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how they sort of weave that into the Hopper Hopper pathos. Um, but most exciting for me is, again, Adam couldn't say much about it, but I thought it was interesting they were bringing Hopper a whole new light to his story. They're bringing him a whole, you know, cha- literally a chapters of his life back into the forefront. So I, I sort of prodded Adam about why they're doing this now. Uh, is this going to factor into uh, season three somehow? And uh, he starts talking about, you know, Hopper... Hopper was in Vietnam, the Vietnamese War uh, in America, and then obviously came back to be a detective. And maybe he has to work through some of these past issues uh, alongside his issues with losing his daughter and then the split of his marriage. Before the death of his daughter, which is kind of, that happens before, obviously, Stranger Things season one, um, his life is kind of in two two halves. It's like there's there's before Vietnam and there's after Vietnam. so really, the book is obviously it's after Vietnam, but he's still dealing with that trauma. I mean, he got through it and he kind of survived it, but he knows himself that it, it affected him and it changed him. So part of this moving to New York uh, in the kind of late seventies was to kind of deal with that um, kind of void that the Vietnam experience left in his life, sure. which again is kind of hinted to in the TV series. Um, but they were very keen to kind of explore that. And again, this is the kind of... It's that earlier part of his life, because although I said, you know, he's got before Vietnam and after Vietnam, when his daughter Sarah dies, mm. then, like, it just changes again, yeah. and he only really sees things as being, you know, before Sarah, after Sarah, mm. which is why Eleven is really important, because now he has a new daughter who wants to know about him. Mm-hmm. So this kind of snowbound Christmas in 1984... Mm-hmm. Um, he is kind of forced to revisit his past and you know, go over his files from his case in the 70s, which is good for him and it's good for Eleven because Eleven can learn about Hopper. Hopper can come to terms with his own past. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, in, in kind of season two, really over Stranger Things, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of mellows. Yeah, um, <laughs> he kind of a little. Yeah. a little bit, yeah. But certainly when you first see him in season one, he's, yeah, he's I mean, a wreck he's at the just, beginning. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, what did he say? Coffee and contemplation. Oh, yeah, and he's like <laughs> just surrounded by kind of um, empty bottles of drink and everything. So, yeah, the book really kind of it does show a different side mm-hmm. to Hopper because obviously he's younger. It's six years before the TV series. Okay, so this is my theory. This is Tin Hat time. Here I we f- go. <laughs> this is what I think. So, because of all this, I think he's going to have to go through some, you know, some progressions in his life and make some amends. Uh, in his personality and his problems and I feel like next season Hopper is totally not safe oh no don't oh. say this that is, this is where oh, I'm going no. they're giving this amazing backstory and so far in the book so far as far as I've read it's really good and he's like this really great endearing character and we all love him everyone loves Hopper David Bar- uh, David Harbour's amazing uh, it's so right when you love them that they kill exactly. them off exactly they expand his story a little bit and boom nearly you look heartbroken yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, was, is, that is that is heartbreaking though yeah it is I mean, it's also heartbreaking for Winona because, like, exactly, she needs to be with him. I know. 
it's a really good book so far and it's just incredible and it's published by penguin so you know it's good quality um, <laughs> that's how you know it's that's good. how you know it's good. <laughs> um yeah really really interesting and like like you said it's it's written by obviously fans yeah of the of they the really show. care as well and they work yeah. closely with the duffer brothers exactly to kind of really nail down this character that's good so that's it's not fan fiction no. like it is actual you know canon stuff oh wow that's really good that they've woven it into kind of the mythology and it has become such an amazing phenomenon mm. And at no point whilst you're reading it, do you think, oh, I don't know if he would say that or I don't know if Eleven would say that or, you know, it seems so legit. And speaking to Adam, he said that he would like flick through scenes frame by frame to make sure that he's got like the characters or the, the actors intonation correctly and everything like that for the book. So, yeah, obviously they put a lot of passion and love into these things and the book's real good. So c- could this then lead over into season three in terms of his character? W- will we see him opening up and dealing with his own problems a bit more in this book? And then in season three, maybe he's a bit more chilled out? Or Yeah, I think so, actually, because the kind of the, the, the story that runs above the kind of the 70s stuff is that, you know, the Christmas in the cabin, which is set between seasons two and three. And it's the first time we see that relationship with Hopper and Eleven where they're now a family, officially. Um, so definitely leading into season three, it's, it kind of ties in with that. But then you can also kind of see, I think, it's difficult because it's a prequel, sure. so it's kind of set six years before. But I think you can see by the exploration of kind of Hopper's past, how that then leads into season one. Mm. Oh yeah, and, I see. Yeah, and you can kind of yeah, because in the book there's there's Diana's wife and you know Sarah's daughter and it's a happy family. Mm-hmm. And we know that something terrible is gonna happen, you know, soon because, yeah. you know, Sarah gets sick and dies and that changes his life completely again. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, Neela, for your helpful hints and tips this week. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, comment and tell your friends about us. Join in with the debate on Twitter at at NetflixPod, where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. And next week, it's time for Black Mirror. Finally. (laughs) It's kind of come out of the blue, as we said, but it's nearly here and we are extremely excited. So we'll hear from Charlie Brooker and Annabelle Jones about what's coming up in the trilogy. I absolutely cannot wait. Me neither. You do not want to miss this. See you later. Bye.